everyone, and welcome to The Composer's Life. I'm Nadia, your host, a fellow composer working mainly on films. I recently watched Alien, Aliens, and 2001 Space Odyssey to get inspired for a new short sci-fi film that I'll be composing for. For the score, I'll be moving away from super melody-driven music and more towards aleatoric and contemporary sounds, like an experiment of what sounds I can make with different instruments. If you want an idea of what that sounds like, you can look up those movies and listen to their soundtracks. (laughs) Every film I get is so exciting and stressful. I imagine it's like an artist pulling out a blank canvas and having to follow general instructions but create something original. Watching a film without any music is exciting, but every time without fail, it causes me to say, what the heck am I supposed to do with the music? (laughs) I'm still at the beginning of my film scoring journey, and every film I've done so far has been a different genre. For today's episode, I'd like to walk through the process of how I work with a client, the steps I take during the project, and how it all comes together. Now, I haven't heard client used as a term for people that composers work with, but when I think about other jobs like an accountant or a lawyer or whatever else, the people that hire them are their clients. I like this perspective in composing as well because someone is hiring me to add my expertise to their project. So in a way, they're my client. (laughs) To start at the beginning, when someone reaches out to me, I start out by having a meeting with the director and sometimes the producer or more people who are a part of the filmmaking team. I ask specific questions, sort of like an interview, so that I know who I'll be working with and what what they expect from me as the composer. Some of the questions are, what is the film about? What inspired you to make the film? What is the timeline and is there a specific deadline? How long is the film or will it be? And do you have any references that inspired you in the making of this film? More often than not, when I get hired, the film hasn't been made yet or it's in the process of being made. Sometimes filmmakers have a specific idea of what they want the music to be, but other times they have absolutely no idea. (laughs) So from that initial meeting, I'm just trying to get an idea of where the filmmaker's head is at, how they will be to work with, and all of that fun stuff so that I know what the process will be like with them. I also get an idea of the timeline and when they'll be sending me the final cut so that I know how much time I have to prepare and then to work on the composing of the music. So, um, oh yeah, and another thing I I discuss in that meeting, obviously, is payment. (laughs) So that's kind of the first meeting with my client, the things I go through, and some of the general questions I ask. From there, I prepare to start composing. I'm not sure how other people prepare to compose for something, but this is the way that I like to do it and that I found works for me. I wait until a couple of days before I'll have the final cut of the film to research, and that's because if I do it too far ahead of time, I forget the ideas I had and I basically have to do it again. But if I wait until a few days before, all of my ideas are fresh on my mind when I get the film so that I can kind of watch the film and have those ideas at the same time. 
And it just helps it all flow together a bit easier for me. Um, my research to prepare to compose involves watching films a lot of the time that inspired the filmmakers or listening to reference music that I get from them. Or And sometimes I even have gotten Pinterest boards to look at. So it kind of just depends on the person I'm working with, what, you know, how involved they are and the things that inspired them to make what they're making. Um, I mentioned before that I recently watched Aliens and all of those sci-fi movies because um, the filmmaker that I'm working with now mentioned some specific moments in those films that occur with the music. When I watch a film or listen to music references for a film, well, <clears throat> that was quite the sentence. <laughs> when I watch a film or listen to the music references, I have a notepad, a notepad out and I make really specific notes about things in the music that inspire me. I'll go through a list in order of things that I listen or watch for and explain why they're important for me to pay attention to. The first thing I pay attention for is the use of silence. Placing music in a film isn't just about writing a memorable melody or making the orchestra sound good, but knowing when and where to actually write music and when there needs to be silence in the story. One of the most important moments and things that you have to figure out as a film composer is to know when to add music and when to just leave it out. This can really make or break a film, and it's sometimes what makes a movie cheesy or not, in my opinion. Overdoing the music can make it difficult to concentrate on the actual story for the audience, and not adding enough music or not putting the right sounding music in certain places does the same thing. You want to use the music as a tool, not a hindrance to the story. So I pay attention to how the composer is using music in the film I'm watching because that usually gives me a good idea of what the filmmaker that I'm working with has envisioned for their film. The second thing I pay attention to while watching or listening is instrumentation. And this covers what instruments are being used and how they're being used. You may not know it, but everybody has a certain vocabulary when it comes to hearing music in film, even if they don't know what they're listening to. For example, when you hear chimes, you know there's an element of magic in the film. And maybe you don't say to yourself, oh, those were chimes, there's magic. But subconsciously, because composers have used that instrument in so many films with magic, our minds just kind of connect the dots with it. So I pay attention to what's being used in the reference so that I know the music vocabulary the filmmaker has in mind for their film. I don't always use the exact same things, but it does give me inspiration for what instruments I will be using and composing for. The third thing I look for is when the music is still and when it's moving. And what that means is at what point in the story is the music maybe holding a note out or a chord or just softer? And at what point is the music moving a lot? Where is the orchestra going crazy? Maybe in like dangerous or tense moments or really emotional moments, things like that, which 
gives me inspiration when I'm watching the film that I'll be working on to see those moments and be like, oh, yep, this is definitely a place where music should probably be soft, or this is definitely a place where music needs to build so that energy builds up. The fourth thing I look for in the reference is music under dialogue. This can be one of the hardest places in a film to compose for because you don't want to take away from what's being said. And you also sometimes need to add a little bit of emotion in the background so the audience knows what to focus on. For example, if I have a horror movie, because that's the easiest thing to think of, and two people are having a conversation, if I have no music behind it, maybe the audience is getting an idea that like, oh, these people are friends, they're happy, whatever. But if I add like something kind of sinister underneath and kind of spooky sounding while someone's talking, the audience might get a feeling of, oh, this character probably shouldn't be trusted. Something more is going on that I don't know. So dialogue is also a huge thing to look for and figure out <laughs> while you're composing. It can be very difficult. So um, those are the four things that I pay attention to when I'm researching for a film. So just to summarize those, the first is the use of silence. Second is instrumentation. And third is when the music is still and when it's moving. And fourth is music under dialogue. Along with those four points, I make notes of ideas that come to my own mind for my music. Because sometimes I'll hear an instrument and I'm like, ooh, that would sound so cool if I did this. Or in if the story is getting like tense or emotional, if I added like this to this, I don't know. I just get inspired when I'm watching other things as well and listening to other music. And it can just help me have a reference to go back to when I'm actually sitting down and composing for a film. So after doing that research and making detailed notes, and I emphasize detailed because you wouldn't believe how quickly and easy it is to forget ideas <laughs> if they're not thoroughly explained on paper. So I make sure they're very detailed. So if I read them, I know exactly what I'm talking about. So I have these notes. I have my research. I have my preparation done. And by this point, I've usually received the film that I'll be working on. And with those notes, I watch the new film. I want to make a side note because I know this might come to mind for you. And if it doesn't, here's something new for you to learn. Sometimes when a film is being put together, the editor or director or whoever will put music in for reference of how they want certain scenes to feel and, you know, help them edit or whatever. Whatever the reason is, they sometimes put music in. And these temporary music tracks are called temp music. They're often songs or pieces from other films. And when I get a version of a film with temp music, I avoid watching it at all costs. And I do bring this up in at the initial meeting as well. Um, just that if they add temp music to it, if it's possible for me to just get a version with no temp music, that is the best for me. And the reason being is because once I've watched something that already has music to it, I find it incredibly difficult to make my music fit in the way that I want it to because I have this other thing going on in my head or I it kind of sets up a picture for me that 
I didn't want to see and I can't unsee it. <laughs> so I can't unhear what was there before. And I've had a lot of luck because every time I've asked, the filmmakers that I've worked with haven't minded if I don't watch their film with the temp music they've put in. I do ask if there are specific things they want me to watch with it, but so far it's been it's been fine for me not to. And I have yet to encounter that problem with working with someone, but once I do, I will definitely let you know how that goes because I'm sure as I increase my film and experience, um, I will eventually run into that situation where I have to watch a film with temp music. So I'll let you know how it goes when we get to that. Anyways, back to the process. <laughs> um, so I have a blank canvas. I have a film with no music in front of me. I just have the research I've done and this film. When I get uh, that film, I watch it through just as an audience, as just a person observing. So I can just know what the film is, know the story, know what's going on. And then I watch it again with my notepad to make some notes. <laughs> this is so crucial for me to do because especially when a filmmaker doesn't know specifically like the kind of music or when they want music in and out and stuff like that. The more detailed notes I make while watching that film, the more detail and emotion and stuff I can get from the filmmaker, and it gives me a better roadmap to start composing. I make extremely detailed notes about what's going on on the screen. And these are some of the questions that I write down while I'm watching the film in certain places. Um, what is the character feeling in this scene? What should this moment feel like to the audience? What should the music be telling the audience here? Should the music be following this character or this character or this situation or this emotion? You get that idea. When do you want the music to come in and where do you want silence? So with that, I watch the film, I make the notes, and I schedule another meeting with whoever the director, filmmaker, or the team. During this meeting, I go through every detail of each scene, asking my questions along the way. And that's why it's also important for me to make detailed notes while watching the film, because I literally read, I don't know, let me get you some notes from one of the films I've done. So this is for the sci-fi film, and these are just some of the notes I made from watching it. Opening music, empty space, title, Music, frantic scene. Is the music starting or once we see the people? Evacuate ship, fear, emergency, danger. What kind of music? Action, danger, anxiety. So those are very shorthand notes that you probably would get no information from. <laughs> but those are the kinds of things that help me remember, oh yes, yeah, so this is happening in this scene and break it down. Um, what, what about here? What about here? What should be the feeling, you know? It's just easier for me to get more detailed. It's all for myself. So better notes you take, the better off you're going to be. And the more specific and more questions you ask, I think when taking any project on, the better direction you'll have because you really want to get into the mind of the person that you're working for so that you can give them what they're hiring you to do, basically. 
Um, so I found that this second meeting helps me and the filmmaker be on the same page. Sometimes the filmmaker doesn't know the answer to my questions and doesn't know on certain scenes when the music should be there and when it shouldn't. But just discussing the story in each moment helps me to understand what the director sees. Um, all of these detailed notes and discussions are how I make my roadmap before I start composing. And I feel like this preparation is so important. The more ideas I have going into it and the better idea of the structure of the film and where the emotional points are, where some of the parts are that don't maybe matter as much, it just helps me in the process of composing. When I sit down to actually compose, most of the time I start at the beginning of the film because as I make themes and come up with different ideas, um, I can come back to them as I'm moving forward through the film and kind of make themes and variations on that or, oh, that's a cool idea. I'm going to like move the strings to the brass maybe and try something different here or, you know, different, different musical things. And sometimes I get completely stuck <laughs> and I'm watching a scene and I'm like, I have literally no idea where the music should go, what it should sound like. And that's when I can go back to my notes and say, okay, the scene should have this emotion in it or like the scene isn't as important or maybe the scene is super important and I can go through my detailed notes. I can go through my detailed ideas from preparation, maybe listen to a couple things again to get some more ideas. And it just helps me so much to already have those prepared there. It's like a bank I can go in and take what I need from. And it really helps me to keep moving forward, even if that creativity has hit a roadblock. So um, again, detailed notes, a great skill, great skill to get. Um, <laughs> so anyways, that is basically everything I do. And then at the end of all of it, I send updates and I send like the whole thing finished and they send feedback, all of that film finishes, it's done, it's great. So most of the process I would say is preparation and then obviously actually composing, but that's kind of what I do by myself. <laughs> so I don't have to work with the client as much when composing. Um, sometimes I make music that maybe the, the filmmaker doesn't, exactly vibe with so I have to kind of clean the slate and scratch an idea out and just come up with something completely new which can be difficult but I just try to do something that will get my mind off of what I've already composed so I can give them another option um that hasn't happened too often which is great <laughs> I'm sure it will in the future um, but that's kind of how I deal with those situations. To recap everything that all of the steps I go through when working with a client, I have an initial, an initial meeting where we discuss their ideas, the timeline, the expectations, and all of that, the, and also their um, inspirations. Why are they making the project? What, what did their idea come from? The second step is... I prepare by researching. So I watch films, I listen to music, 
I look at their Pinterest board, whatever they were inspired by, I look at myself and I make notes about those things and things I can incorporate into the score and my own ideas as I watch and listen to them. The third thing I do is watch the new film that is a blank canvas. I watch it um, as an audience just to get the story. And then I watch it again and make very detailed notes about everything happening on the screen, the emotions, and my questions about music to ask the filmmaker. The fourth thing I do is hold another meeting. We discuss every detail. I ask loads of questions, make tons of notes. The fifth thing I do is I make a roadmap, basically, of the film. I go through and compose. I send updates. I get feedback, change things, or keep things. And in the end, it's done. And that's <laughs> that's like a really short version of the process I go through when working with a client. Now, the timeline of composing changes project by project depending on the deadlines. For the sci-fi film that I am now working on, I've made a calendar with specific cues as well that I need to compose every day so I know that I'll have it finished on time. The whole process can be very daunting, especially when starting out and not sure of where to begin. Also, when the filmmaker doesn't know what they want, it can add another layer of stress onto the composer because it's literally up to them to bring to life a vision that isn't there (laughs) sometimes. So these steps have made it a lot easier for me to break down the process for myself and take everything a step at a time. That way I don't have to just stare at the film and be like, literally, what am I going to do with this? I still ask myself that, but I know that I have prepared and that I have a roadmap and ideas and a bank to draw from, and I know that I can get through it. So hopefully these steps have helped you in some way with whatever you might be going through or whatever projects you might get in the future. And I want to ask you, what kinds of things have you found in your process of working with a client? What kinds of things do you have questions about? I'd absolutely love to hear your thoughts and anything that you'd like me to discuss. So please reach out either by emailing me at NadiaMMare at gmail.com, which is in today's episode notes, or by visiting my website, which is also in the episode notes, and sending me a message. Thank you for so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please rate it. It helps other people find it as well. And go ahead and follow so you know when the next episode is out. See you next time.